Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Friday, January 13th. It is five minutes after 10. This is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we are so grateful you're joining us today. And if you'd like to watch, you can do that on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey on the YouTube search bar, and you can participate in the chat room. Can I explain something before we get into this hour of radio greatness? Please. Uh, Many of you have commented on the YouTube chat. Yes, indeed, I am... uh, not wearing a hoodie today, wearing something nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's because we have to get our pictures taken again. again. <laughs> yeah. I have my flat iron ready to go. As soon as we get off the air, I'm going to try. It's round two of pictures. So what was that? <laughs> two weeks ago, a week yeah. ago, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Casey was insistent that we get new pictures taken. Mm-hmm. Said, <laughs> I wasn't Fine. insistent. I just asked, hey, can we do this? No. <laughs> You moved way past asking in a very rapid manner. You think so? And we were going to have pictures taken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. I'll find something that's not a hoodie. Yeah. And I asked you to step it up a notch, didn't I? I and, said, can you wear a button down, maybe and, a jacket? And I did. And it was painful. <laughs> and I did it. Well, apparently those pictures, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. weren't acceptable. Not by you. I'm not blaming you for this. Right. Apparently, I, I, I was in front of the camera, not behind it. Yeah. So we're doing it again, but this is it. This is like, if, if these don't work out. I don't care if we look like ink blobs when these are done. <laughs> That's it, because test. it is painful mm-hmm. to have to look this good. Well, you look nice. Day in and day out. You look very professional. So there's your answer. You and can see it on the YouTube chat. You look like you're dressed for the part of the eighth best <laughs> midday medium market talk show in the country i am uh yeah well um i'm i'm preparing for my future outside of radio which we all know in radio could come at any day so <laughs> okay so merrick garland he's gonna face an unprecedented scenario this after the revelation of the documents found all over the place from joe biden merrick garland could become the first attorney general in history to indict a former president investigate a current president as well as the first attorney general to be impeached by Congress. There's a lot going on there. Well, it's a laundry list of stuff, right? And the problem is we just, I mean, we talked about this the first hour. The fact that they are appointing now another special, whatever you want to call it, council, Council. I guess is what we're going with, Yeah. to oversee the new thing with Biden and all these documents that were in his garage or at his library, or Mm -hmm. apparently there's a third set of documents that have been found now. So... What the Department of Justice is basically saying is, and they said it with Trump, and they're saying it with this, I mean, that they are so biased that they can't uh, administer justice uh, with any sort of fairness whatsoever. they got to call somebody else in to do it. But yet we're led to believe with regular Americans, yeah, these people are admitting with, with important people we can't administer justice fairly, but you regular people who don't have the strength to fight back, you'll be just fine. You're really getting a fair shake when it comes to the Department of Justice. Well, even if House Republicans are successful in impeaching Garland, 
with their slim majority, he's really not at risk of being removed by the Senate because it's controlled by Democrats. Well, and so to piggybacks into the next thing, which is, you know, and, and look, the Democrats are totally guilty of this and it's ridiculous. Bill Clinton was not impeached because he had an affair. Bill Clinton was impeached because he lied under oath about having an affair because it, he believed it would help his cause. If you or I lied under oath, mm-hmm. we would be sent, it would go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Bill Clinton was impeached not for anything Monica Lewinsky other than lying about Monica Lewinsky, and he did it to be a deceptive you-know-what. Mm-hmm. But the Democrats have been waiting for years and years and years and years to pull the, pull the uh, lever on this, and they went psychotic over Trump, impeaching him for two things that were completely ridiculous. And now, naturally, this response from the Republicans, and it's hard to even blame them other than you take an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States, is, well, we'll see your ridiculous impeachments, and then we'll one-up that. Impeachment before 2019 had only happened twice in American history. For a reason, it should be very rare and very, very egregious action. Mm-hmm. Well, Alan Dershowitz is uh, discussing the legal implications of the investigation into the Biden classified documents. He says that if there hadn't been the raid on Trump's place, this wouldn't be a thing. And that's what we said, right? We said this from the beginning when the first set of documents came out from the library, that this is probably not a big deal. This Now, the fact that they're in his garage, it's one thing to have them in a library or like Trump had them locked in a, a, a vault or a closet or whatever you want to say that was secure and guarded. But it's another thing that like, dude, this guy's got it in like at least three locations. They're in a garage and whatever. Here's the thing though. This happens all the time and it shouldn't be a level of criminal action unless you're selling stuff, unless you're handing stuff over to sworn enemies of the United States. But by the Biden standard, Mm -hmm. now we have to have this circus and we got to look at this thing to the end of the earth because Biden set the precedent that if you have any of these documents, you are a threat to national security, you're borderline treasonous, and you are just a one careless SOB that should be investigated to the ends of the earth. Uh, But Dershowitz is right. Nothing's going to happen. Take a listen. I don't think anybody will be prosecuted. I think these appointments of special counsel are necessary to create an appearance of justice. But it's obvious now that many presidents, I bet if you go back, you're going to find presidents over the years having stuff in their houses. Uh, This has now become clear that this is all accidental. It's not advertent. It's not deliberate. Nobody's selling secrets to China. Uh, This is carelessness. This is maybe keeping some material so you can, as an aide to helping write your memoir. But this is just, you know, if if there hadn't been the raid on Mar-a-Lago, this wouldn't have been noticed. It's what happens when the Democrats go after Republicans, and then they have to apply the law equally uh, to their own. And um, uh, this is just an example of what happens when you weaponize criminal justice. It comes back to hurt you. It comes back to haunt you. This is going nowhere. I guarantee you there will be no criminal prosecutions, either of Trump or Biden or anyone else, unless there is further evidence of obstruction of justice or something serious. There will not be prosecution for mishandling of classified material any more than there was against Hillary Clinton. So there's going to be a lot of investigating then at the taxpayer's expense. Yes. 
for nothing. Right. You're absolutely right. This is how it works, Casey. Yeah. Okay. So we all heard Karine Jean-Pierre say many times how Joe Biden takes this very seriously. Classified documents. He takes them very seriously. Well, how can you take something very seriously while at the same time misadvertently misplace it. Sure. Don't those contradict each other? Well, you're you're 100% correct, which is he wasn't taking it serious. Look, you can, again, the thing at the library, understandable. Could happen. Just like Trump had them in, he knew where they were. Hey, there's a, some dispute about what these are. I say they're not. You say they are. We'll let somebody else decide. In the meantime, I'll keep them here and everybody knows where they're at. Great. Okay. Have a nice day. But when they're in a garage, mm-hmm where your vintage automobile that you've supposedly only driven three times over many, many years, Mm -hmm. like that's a different animal. Like letting stuff just lay around your house, different animal. It's one thing to have a dispute and we'll securely store them and treat them serious. And then whenever we determine what the answer is, we'll go from there versus, yeah, they were next to my vintage Corvette. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess when you're running a three-ring circus, it's kind of hard to keep track of all the clowns. Yeah, you're, that's a great point. So Andrew Whitaker, who was the acting attorney general under uh, Trump, uh, broke down the appointment of a special prosecutor and what this is all about. You know, what What it looks like to me right now is that Merrick Garland doesn't know what to do. Um, you know, he's, he's handed this investigation to the U.S. Attorney based in Chicago, who is a Trump appointee, uh, which appears to be his way to insulate himself. Uh, but this this is obviously a situation where special counsel needs to be appointed. And I will point out just two features of, of this discovery that are concerning. One is that it appears that Joe Biden was trying to conceal these documents. They were in a, a, a folder marked personal. Uh, and so that, to me, uh, you know, as a prosecutor would, would indicate, uh, you know, his uh, mental state uh, as it relates to those documents. And I think, you know, obviously we haven't seen um, the treatment of these documents like we did with Trump, where they were spread over the floor and pictures were taken. So, I mean, Merrick Garland, wow. uh, I think, has a credibility issue right now on this. <laughs> this is obviously uh, has completely undercut their case against Donald Trump. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they ultimately handle this case against Joe Biden. So what is this going to be? Just a wash? Well, it's, it's just like these investigations that the Republicans are going to do in the House. OK, you're going to find information and then what? Yeah, nothing. Nothing ever Happens. I mean, unless, of course, you're Trump and then, well, I mean, even essentially January 6th, what happened to Trump? Nothing. It was all a colossal waste of time. Unless you have a supermajority in the in the United States Senate, impeaching or whatever is a gigantic waste of time because you're never going to convict. The president is basically bulletproof unless you have a supermajority in the Senate. He or she or did something so heinous like walked us at the White House and started, you know, open firing on people, mm-hmm. which, of course, is not ever going to happen. So the person is bulletproof. So what, what is the is this an actual exercise that is beneficial to the American people? Neither one of it, whether it's Trump, it's Biden, it's whatever. It's it's a waste of time. James, <clears throat> James Comer said there are many questions about why the Biden administration kept this matter a secret from the public and who had access to the office and the residence and what information is contained in these classified documents. Uh, he went on to say Republicans are going to push for transparency, accountability and answers for the American people. Does it matter? No. 
No, and okay, but what does matter, Casey? Here is what does matter. The opinion of our audience. Mm, and we yes. got so many good phone calls over yeah. the past day. Everything from hammer stove debacle <laughs> to property taxes to this mm-hmm. stuff with Biden said, I can't cut it down to one segment. Yeah. So we're going to do two segments of your voicemail. Excellent. And that's coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. God, I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. All right, here we go. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number for your voicemails. If you'd like to contribute, we'll allow it. 20 minutes after 10, this is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right, so we got so many good phone calls yesterday. I tried. Kept trying to ax you people out of the equation, but in the end, there were just too much for one segment. And, well, it's Friday, so we wanted to uh, let you have your say. We got a ton of great phone calls. We're going to start with yesterday, mm-hmm. Hammer came in and told us about the debacle he had with his stove. He had yeah. ordered a new stove. Mm-hmm. The man delivered the stove. And then after the stove had been delivered, there's no cord. Right for the stove and I guess it turns out that if you buy a stove you have to buy the cord separately (laughs) which is super weird to me because how the hell would you use the appliance without the cord to plug into the wall Mm -hmm. so you'd think they would have even if you did have to buy the cord separately and it's a money-making scheme which is what that sounds like it is you would at least tell somebody Hey, make sure you get that. Yeah. Which do you have one of these cords? You're going to need one of those. They don't unfortunately come with the appliance. Nobody said anything to hammer about that. And uh, we did get a couple phone calls about that. Here's one. Hey, Robin, Casey, just calling to say thank you for the story with hammers. stove yesterday, I laughed all the way home over that. But it reminded me of my dad. He put an old lawnmower out on the curb with the sign free on it. And uh, sat there for two days. Nobody took it. We were all giving him a bunch of crap about it, laughing at him. He went back out and put a $20 sign on it for sale. And uh, somebody stole it. So there you go. Thanks for the laugh. Take care. Bye-bye. Because Hammer had mentioned that after with his old stove, they Mm -hmm. just threw it out on the front lawn. Mm -hmm. And in very Beach Grove area-esque fashion, it was quickly removed. It was gone. By someone. So uh, good story. All right. So somebody called who does know about the stoves and the cords Mm -hmm. and what's going on with that. Take a listen. There's a simple reason why cord does not come on a range or a dryer. The electrical code was changed in the late 90s, and older homes have a three-wire cord, and newer homes have a four-wire cord. So it depends on when your house was built. Ah. So it's a gover- that makes total sense that it's some sort of uber-bizarro governmental regulation mm-hmm. that uh, you must, I mean, that's at least what that sounds like. And so they don't, I guess maybe they don't want to offer you a core uh, maybe he's saying without that, knowing what your house but, 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 okay but here is yeah because unless they're trying to phase you out of having a certain type maybe i'm just misinterpreting that but if they knew there were two cords mm-hmm. wouldn't you still say sir you're going to need a cord right. with this appliance <laughs> right which type of plug do you I'm, have i'm using do you very need, very technical need? terms or what sort right. of plug do you have right. 
uh, so we can provide you the proper cord. Yeah. Well, I, I was curious. Like, didn't the guys who took it away... Exactly. You know, and you well, they, they didn't take it away. That's the thing. Well, they put it on the curb. But but you would have also thought that the guy who was delivering the thing mm-hmm. would have just out of a courtesy have said, hey, man, there's no cord here. I don't know if you knew, mm-hmm. but you had to buy a cord separate. So this stove, unfortunately, doesn't look like it's going to work until you get a cord. Or when the guy was delivering or loading it up. Hey, this person doesn't have a cord with this. Right. Uh, maybe we should just contact them real quick and see if they're aware of that. I, I, maybe I'm just being totally unreasonable here. I think it would be the salesperson at the store. Yes. Who who would need to say Somebody something. sold them that, that appliance. And with I don't that know. Appliance, maybe Hammer just, he's got that look like he knew what he was doing. No, Hammer has a <laughs> lot of things, but a look like he knows what he's doing is not one of those things. Uh, okay. Uh, we got a call. Uh, somebody weighing in on the property tax that are about to skyrocket for a whole bunch of people that Indiana Republicans have no interest in fixing. I just um, casually looked at my mortgage statement and my mortgage payment went up almost $240 a month. So that's going to be a fun one to try to figure out. Anyway, just thought I'd let you know. So yeah, my property taxes went up. Yeah, I got yeah, I don't want to use that word. So anyway, you know where I'm going. Have wow. a good day, guys. Yeah, we know where he's going. Two hundred and forty dollars a month. Two, I think he said two thirty. Two thirty a month. So that so I'm doing public school math here. Two thirty times ten is twenty three hundred. Mm-hmm. Another two thirty is is twenty five thirty. Another two thirty on that is twenty seven sixty. Wow. That guy just had twenty seven hundred and sixty dollars mm-hmm. taken from him. He's not getting anything extra. He's not getting anything better. His The government is not providing him anything different than they were providing the day before. Same services he had last year. They just took it because they could. I had a, a uh, member of the media here in central Indiana who shall remain nameless because, as we have stated, the rule on the show is I do not want to out-respected members of this profession who would be ridiculed for as- openly associating with me. But he wanted this information revealed. They bought their home, and I think the number on this was uh, $249,000 nine years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about the South Fork Ranch here, okay? And much of their property is land-related. And that property now has been appraised nine years later not monetized, not moved, same family, same people living in the same home. It is a modest home. Uh, nothing, if you drove past it, you wouldn't say, wow, those people are raking in the dough because they're not. That house has increased, according to the state of Indiana, $161,000 in nine years. Wow. And if you extrapolate out his property tax, his property tax doesn't quite match that dollar for dollar, but it's very close that he'll, that person will pay $1,600 additional a year than when they bought their home. What is that person getting, government, for the additional $1,600? How has that person's life been benefited, $1,600 extra dollars, by the government in the past nine years? The answer is none. 
Zero. You're taking it because you can. These people are thieves. And the, these local government people are thieves. These uh, state house people are thieves. We're going to talk about what happened last night at the Brownsburg Town Council meeting in a little bit. So buckle up for that one. Uh, <laughs> these people are gross. And these state house people, the senators, the house members, the governor, they all know it's happening. You are just taking these people's money because you can and they don't have any choice. And you guys are sitting there with your thumbs up your back backside just acting like the world's not on fire these people are getting crushed and republicans don't care well the budget is increasing by 5.5 billion so we got to get that money somehow right oh. all right we're gonna take a break okay. we've got uh, some biden phone calls uh several more on the way all right it's kennel and casey on 93 wibc Hey, round two. A little double dose of Rupert Holmes. It's a double dip, a twin spin. All right, so we had so many phone calls, we're going to do some more. 317-684-8444. By the way, Kev and I went and had a little mentoring session yesterday. Yeah, how'd that go yesterday? Well, we, pound, we pounded some brews, we ate some French fries, mm-hmm. and uh, then we, uh, we got to talking about a bevy of things, but we were just talking during the break because Rupert Holmes answering machine is our voicemail song. Mm-hmm. If you go to a Rupert Holmes concert, <laughs> you know, he had two songs, Escape, the Pina Colada song, right. and this was his other... And that one? This was, I think, a top 40 hit, not anywhere near as big as the other one. What What do you think that dude plays the rest of the time? <laughs> well, I was saying, I think he has the freedom to really just play whatever he wants. I mean, no one's expecting him to play... You know, a bevy of uh, so is he hits. doing like a cover of Sergeant Barry Sadler's "The Green Beret"? He can is, do whatever he wants. Is he le- rocking a little leader of the band in there? I think if you're going to a Rupert Holmes concert yeah. or show, you're expecting to hear one song. But the, yeah. but what is it? A seven minute concert? Because <laughs> between the Pina Colada song and Answering Machine, you got about seven minutes of content. Does he just play those on a loop? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would assume an evening with Rupert Holmes. We, Kev and I were talking what venue... What, <laughs> a minute, you mean. <laughs> what venue could Rupert Holmes play? He's not playing Deer Creek. He's not playing Gainbridge. He's not playing... Uh, he's not playing the Hi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, he's not playing... Well, uh, he might play m- the Hi-Fi. M- m- Marah. But we're thinking, like, maybe the, what is it, Emmons, Emmons, Emmons Auditorium? Yeah, I could see him playing on a college campus. Or, That's or the, a bit like, Ball State, like right? Like the Pike Performing Arts Center. I, I'm looking up to see if he's on tour, and it says upcoming- <laughs> Is he still alive? Yeah. Upcoming 23 concerts, none. <laughs> so- Yeah, that's the other you're thing. You're not going to see him anywhere. Yeah, true. I, I kind of suspected that he wasn't wasn't playing still. Because he's got to be- he's He's got to be in his- Late seventies. How old is Rupert Holmes? Let's let's. All right, now I have to yeah, look gotta, that up. All right, while you look that up, here's uh, we got a bunch of phone calls about seventy five. Bu- seventy five. That's younger than I thought he would be. Uh, okay, we got a bunch of phone calls about Biden and one of my favorite listeners. We got a saucy old lady who listens to this show named mm-hmm. Gert who oh, calls yeah. all the time, and I love Gert. Take a listen. Hey, it's Gert again. Since I called earlier, I heard you talking about Biden's Corvette. Surely to God, nobody lets that man get behind the wheel and drive anything, let alone a Corvette. And as far as that goes, I can't see his old woman driving a Corvette. (laughs) But it sure sounds good to him that my Corvette's in my garage. Mm -hmm. 
Well, the world goes on, I guess. (laughs) I love Gert. Gert, whenever you call, it makes my day better to hear you on our voicemail. So we referenced the interview that Joe Biden did with Jay Leno back in 2016, where they were talking about the Corvette. And Joe Biden said that he did take the Stingray up to 152 miles per hour. You got to be kidding me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you imagine? You got to be kidding me. Joe Biden driving 152 miles per hour. Apparently, I, apparently, I can't imagine Joe Biden driving anything. <laughs> I, I just, I can't. I, I just d- stop. Don't even. Uh, much less 152 <laughs> miles an hour. The car goes uh, from zero to 60 in 4.7 seconds. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And somebody made a great point. That's a hell of a nice car for some guy who grew, supposedly grew up in this poor maybe middle-class family, which he got from his dad on his wedding, didn't it, he? It was it was a wedding gift, and thanks to his two sons, it had a new paint job, and it received a new engine as a Christmas gift a few years back. Wow. Hunter's uh, so business it's, it's dealings. It's a rehab. Pay, yeah, Hunter's business dealings paying off. All right, uh, more calls about Biden. Hey, Rob. Southside Steve. I a long-time listener. Uh, every now and then I call. Uh, I'm just going to give you a thought about the um, what to do about Biden and the uh, Congress. Um, the idea of moving towards impeachment, I think no, no. And it's not a matter of uh, him running for election, re-election. I'm thinking, if anything, we should do what they did with Trump. Have a committee to expose with witnesses all the crimes Biden did and turn it over to the DOJ. The entire American public will be waiting to see what they do. Well, I'm wondering if that's not what is going to be happening with the Hunter Biden stuff. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. I mean, the, obviously, the House Republicans are going to look into this and they're going to get information. And will it be a January 6th type committee? I guess. I don't know. I, it's just this family is so corrupt right it's not even a policy difference here obviously i don't like the guy's policies but there's lots of liberal people who i wouldn't like their policies who you'd say well they really do love their country we just vehemently disagree on policy but man this family from top to bottom is just so dirty what do you think they'd charge him with i mean there's so many options (laughs) It's like spin the wheel. <laughs> is a prostitution? Is a drug possession? Lying under federal firearms application? Influence peddling? Failing to register <laughs> as a foreign agent? I mean, it's like going to the Cheesecake Factory. You know, the menu is so big, it could be anything. Maybe even something we don't even know about yeah. yet. Yeah, you're right. All right, uh, another phone call about Biden. Yeah, so you guys are missing the point of this whole Biden discovery of uh, classified documents. The question begins with why, as vice president, with no possible clearance to take those classified documents home, did you do that? And why did you take them out? Why was it important to take out the uh, documents from Ukraine and all the other ones? You're missing the point guy is always my favorite. Mm -hmm. Like we're kind enough to give you an opportunity to have a voice on these very powerful airwaves and right out of the gate, not thanks, not love the show. You're missing the point. What do you think he took the top down on the Corvette with docs in the car, (laughs) documents in the car while he was driving around? Maybe there's a prostitute with Hunter in there. (laughs) He's on the phone with the Chinese national making (laughs) deals with a Ukrainian oligarch. I mean, you know. Uh, 
I think the level of dirt on this family, and again, it's it's bad because it has probably put every single one of us and our country at risk. I think if you actually dug into it and had, and hopefully maybe the Republicans will do that, legitimate investigations, I think you're going to be mortified at what you find. Mm-hmm. But we found it out about the Clintons, too, and other than her losing a presidential election, right? what happened what happened to them? Mm-hmm. Nothing ever happens to these people. They all protect each other. Uh, all right, last call of the uh, of the uh, show. Uh, this guy probably has the only likely um, solution to stopping these Indiana Republicans and in their never-ending quest to take as much of your money as possible and give it to someone who didn't earn it. Good morning, Rob and Casey. Rob, I, I just, man, I don't get it. Uh you're always bashing the Republicans and thinks the independents are the answer. Well, sir, why don't maybe you stop whining and crying about how bad the Republicans are doing in Indiana and you step out and run as a libertarian? You see, they don't win. They talk a good talk, but they don't win. They just pull votes from the Democrats and yeah, man, I think with your skills, you could do yourself better. Have a good day, and I hope you, uh, I hope you run. Mm. Well, I can hear the frustration in his voice. We've been very clear about this. Mm-hmm. One, I will never do any better than Casey. So no matter what office I ascend to, working with Casey miss you terribly. has been the highlight of my life. But I've also told you. Why would I leave that? Just because if you were to run, what makes you think you'd be getting rid of me? What, what are you going to, you're going to give up this high paying career to. You're going to need someone to restock the vending machine wherever well, you are. But you know the amount of money you're making here and there's no way <laughs> the state of Indiana could ever match that. Here, So this is the this is the truth. And we've talked about this before, but we'll talk about it again. When I had an opportunity to run for state Senate seven years ago, I decided not to do it to get back into radio because I realized one person cannot fix the problems that are going on. I would have been dead by 35 years old of a stroke or a heart attack because it encompasses me in everything that I do. And I work 24 hours a day because there's always somebody that is enraging me inside the government. And the more I'm aware of it, the more obsessed I get over trying to fix it and stop it. So I would have been no good dead to anyone. That's number one. And number two, if you go in there without reinforcements, you're not going to be able to get anything done anyway. This radio show and this radio station is far more valuable in terms of being able to educate and motivate people than one guy running for office. Look, you have seen a huge amount of people leave the Republican Party, either not vote for bad Republicans anymore or vote for third parties. Has it been enough to alter elections yet? No. Will it be for the foreseeable future? Probably not. But it started somewhere. It is making a difference. We're going to keep at it. And I'm way more valuable here. Mm-hmm. And Casey needs me. And I just can't <laughs> leave her. It's true. Don't you? I'm not. I know how miserable this radio show makes the vast majority of people at 200 West Washington. <laughs> and you know I'm not giving that up for any amount of money in the world. <laughs> We've got Hammer joining us on 93 WIBC. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and the guy with the new stove and the new cord is in the studio. <laughs> Both are working great. great. Perfect. You can make your $12 eggs on it now. <laughs> it's funny because like Easter this year, nobody's going to be wasting eggs. We're all going to be a bunch of rubes sitting around coloring potatoes. <laughs> right. So uh, yesterday on the, uh, the big program in the afternoon, yes. we were talking about how Pete Buttigieg, your very qualified travel secretary, mm-hmm. um, he has no clue of really what happened. They think that it might happen again. We could be multiple years away. And he keeps blaming a glitch for it. Mm-hmm. Not that that makes anybody feel any better, but the guy that's in charge of all this just kind of shrugs his shoulders. And it was a glitch. Well, and we all know, based on office space, the damage that a glitch in the system can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and much like office space, maybe we need to fix the glitch <laughs> and stop sending Pete a paycheck. Uh, I but- love how you call them the travel guy. Like, you're going to book a flight with him like i, I want to go on a vacation call the travel guy that's what he is he's in charge of that stuff so hammer and nigel records mm-hmm. our record label uh we put out an all-new album celebrating the fact that you probably couldn't get off the ground a couple days uh-huh. ago and the glitch was the excuse take a listen You've heard travel secretary Pete Buttigieg talk all about the glitch that grounded over 6,000 flights. Glitches or complications uh, happen all the time. Well, now you can celebrate the fact that your flight didn't get off the ground until well after 9 a.m. in song. Hammer and Nigel Records presents Pete Buttigieg, The Duets, your favorite travel secretary, singing songs with your favorite superstars like... Meredith Brooks. (laughs) Elton John. (laughs) Ludicrous. Charlie Daniels Band. Johnny said, Devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a glitch. I'm the best I've ever been. And if you order right now, we'll throw in this complimentary copy of Freedom Rock. Hey, man, is that Freedom Rock? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. Pete Buttigieg, the duets from Hammer and Nigel Records. 99 for the glitch. There it is. New That's album. Great. From Hammer and Nigel Records. Don't, don't you miss, like, I remember junior high, you're staying up late on a Friday or Saturday, you're watching some cable network you probably shouldn't have been watching if your dad had been awake, and you see those <laughs> those those CD mm-hmm. commercials on, selling you music, you got a call right now. I miss those days. Freedom Rock was my favorite, but my close second was the Rhythm and Blues because they had Clarence Carter stroking mm, on it. Yeah. Remember that commercial? Oh, yeah. Plus, Clarence Carter. I'd be stroking. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, you guys had an interesting conversation on your show yesterday. So, I don't know how we got on the subject of Michael Keaton, the mm-hmm. actor. Great actor. But we did. And we have a theory that 
If you ask anybody who mm-hmm. your favorite actor is, nobody's going to say Michael Keaton is their favorite actor yeah. of all time. But at the same time, I bet everybody has at least one movie of Michael Keaton that you like. Yeah, Mr. Mom, Batman. Gung Ho is yeah. great. Yep. Uh, any one of those, even some of the newer ones, The Founder and things like that. So Michael Keaton's one of those guys. There, there's, where- a, there's a great movie, and it's obscure, and someone's going to yell at me right now. Anthony Garcia's in it with him, where Michael Keaton plays a death row inmate, and they need his bone marrow for something. And so they have to take him to the hospital, and he figures out a way to escape from the hospital. Oh wow! Oh, it's a. It was in the like late '90s. Somebody in the YouTube chat is going to be just incessantly <laughs> tweeting at me. It is a phenomenal movie that everybody should absolutely, absolutely watch. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Oh no, you're fine. It's kind of like the Kevin Bacon game, right? Where there are so many different types right. of movies that he has done. Usually, you like at least one of them. I think Michael Keaton falls into that category. Michael Keaton, he was in Birdman too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will Birdman. say. I will say the most overrated movie of all time, though. Sorry, Joey, in the YouTube chat is Beetlejuice. That is a stupid movie. Well, it's kind of a quirky Halloween type of movie. I don't know if it's, you know, I wouldn't rate it anything. Like Halloween and like holiday movies. Like is Elf rated because it's a holiday movie? It's got one specific genre. I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, So who's the musical version of that? Of Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. Who was the musical version? Like if you asked everybody, hey, Mm -hmm. who's your favorite artist or band? Mm -hmm. They're going to give you their answer. They're not going to say this person, but I bet they like one of their songs. Oh, okay. So I'm going to throw out you a name and tell me if you think this falls in the category. Nobody will ever say Eddie Money is their favorite singer or mm-hmm. artist of all time. But I bet if you're in your car mm-hmm. and Two Tickets to Paradise, right. yeah. Take Me Home, uh-huh. Shaken comes on, mm-hmm. any one of the hits Eddie Money has, you probably like at least one of them. Yeah. yeah. I've got one similar to that. Who you got? Billy Squire. Billy Squire. Yeah. So I know, I think, a couple songs. I don't know a long list. I know The Stroke, mm-hmm. and I know uh, Everybody Wants You. Yeah. There's what was one the one of- video that he did that kind of ruined his career where he's dancing around in, like, you know, some sort of latex outfit, and he looks like a chick, and <laughs> it's really bad. I can't remember. I'm going to look. Do you have somebody on the list? Uh, I have two that I think might qualify. Uh, number one would be Leonard Skinnerd. I feel like universally Leonard Skinner, there is like that Sweet Home Alabama, Freebird. People are cranking that up. Like you go to concerts and mm-hmm. people literally shout, Freebird! 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 So how do we not include them mm-hmm. on the list? If I go see Kevin's band perform, can I yell Freebird? Will that <laughs> will that happen, Kevin? If Can you pull some strings? Uh, if you're willing to pay us a large <laughs> sum of money, then we'll, we'll do anything. Want. Fair enough. Uh, also feel like you have never heard in the history of e- ever anybody ever say, please don't play any more Dan Fogelberg? Well, you would be wrong, my friend. I know one person that's possibly in this room that thinks there's been too much damn Dan Fogelberg played. There's been too much damn Dan Fogelberg. Are, are, are you counting yourself in that? Yes. Okay, well that makes sense. I would be that. the damn damn person. Okay. Lonely is the night is the... Uh, other Billy Squire oh, song. that video. Is that the video I where it's that's... really bad? And like, I mean, it, he might as well be Jennifer Beals in Flashdance at that point. <laughs> I mean, it's really feminine. Kevin. Rock me tonight. Who? Yeah. You have someone. 
All right. The more I think about this, uh, I realize no one's going to agree with me. Are you going to? Is going to uh, be? Is, Dan it worse, is it worse than Dan Fogelberg? <laughs> uh, Coldplay. Oh. What do you what? think about that? Now, I was thinking this was like a guilty pleasure thing. Like mm-hmm. you're not willing to admit that you like this mm-hmm. band. I would sooner jump off the top of Emma's Communications building than listen to a single Coldplay song. Really? Coldplay and as much concert. as I despise the representative of Brownsburg, as much as I disagree with him sometime, and he's a very small. Petty man with very small hands. <laughs> I happen to agree with Rob Kendall on this one. All right. I would rather walk into a bathroom after Toby Keith has blown it up on Thanksgiving than have to sit down and listen to anything Coldplay has to offer. That's fair enough. Let me redeem myself. Nirvana. <laughs> oh, what do you there think about he is that? again. What is it with you and these grunge rock bands? Like seven people would agree with you, and none of them are listening to this radio station. We right all now. love a little bit of grunge. I would think Maroon Five might be in that category as well. They have a lot of songs. Now we're just naming famous bands. No, like, why, that's why, like, why don't we just put the Eagles in there? Why don't we? Just... Somewhere the dude's head just spun around from the Big Lebowski. Oh come on, man! I've had a really bad day. I hate to bleep an Eagles man. <laughs> Did Nige say Nickelback? Uh, no, Nige is a card-carrying Nickelback fan. I know. It's not a bit. It's not him trying to be a troll. He goes to the shows. He defends Nickelback. He goes to the concerts. Um, he is to Nickelback as to what I am for Britney Spears, I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he loves the Nickelback. And I think next time they tour, I would love to go to a Nickelback concert with Nigel just to see him in person at a Nickelback concert. Well, if you've seen him in studio, it's pretty much the same Nigel. He's going to be really intoxicated. Uh, it's not going to make a lot of sense. And he's going to have a good time. Do you ever go through phases with your music? Oh yeah, where you're like uh, you're really into rock or you're really into pop. Like I'm, I'm in a country phase right now. Like if you go through my playlist, like when I go to the gym, like my playlist on the things that I listen to, mm-hmm. it's everything from Frank Sinatra to Snoop to mm-hmm. Van Halen mm-hmm. to you know like modern rock and things like that. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah, very eclectic. Uh, right. Kevin gets on me. He says that I only like the hits. Well, for other people on the radio, that's what they want to hear, but my own personal collection. Oh, come collection, on, Kevin. You can't eclectic. be that guy. You don't hate the hits. You like going to the Dave Matthews show where he plays 18-minute instrumentals of songs that you don't like? Come on. Yeah, it's it's pretty enjoyable. <laughs> uh, I mean, me and Rob, <laughs> we both appreciate the deep cuts. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, uh, step aside, young Jedi. I've got this for you. Some of us, Hammer, appreciate a little deeper experience with our music. Some of us need to think a little bit. Some of some you of are us, boring. Some of us need to lo- learn to love a little bit more. <laughs> some of us need to have a moving experience, no matter what music we're listening to, mm-hmm. even if it's on our iPhone or our iPod or in concert. Sure. And Kevin happens to be one of those sentimental, deep thinking sort of people. And I'm not going to let you strip that from him because we know you've tried to strip it out of me for our entire friendship. Both of you guys would find filibuster speeches enjoyable, and I think that speaks volumes about both of you. Hey, if it teaches you about love and culture and life, then I'm all for it. I could get that on Skinamax. Kevin's life has been changed so much through the music of Harry Chapin and Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen. He is a markedly better person than when he started working on this show. I grew up on Snoop and Dr. Dre, and I've been a champion at everything I've ever done in my life. What's that coming up this afternoon? Um, Oh, all right. A little Eddie Money here. Uh, Coming up this afternoon, we've got Abdul joining us. The crazy. Crazy Coupon Lady yeah. is back in the biggest stories of the day. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.